She's back. Hey there, and welcome to the Flight and Scarlet show. I am Sarita Lopez from flightandscarlet.com, and today we're going to chat about what to do when life throws you major curveballs. So it's kind of perfect that it's been a very long time since I recorded a podcast. It's been three weeks, maybe a month. Um, And the reason I say that is I actually kind of got hit with a bunch of curveballs. I got extremely overwhelmed. Um, The seasonal depression started kicking in as I'm in Vancouver, BC, and the clouds have come in. It's been gloomy and rainy. We're not getting quite as much sun as normal. And I had to pull out my happy light and just... I started holing up in the house instead of getting outside enough. I wasn't anti, I mean, I was antisocial. All of that stuff kind of just started happening to me at once. Um, I also have three jobs going. If you're watching on my Instagram stories recently, I mentioned that I have three jobs. So basically, I'm working at my day job. I I've started pet sitting to make some extra cash. I have my own business as well. Technically, I could have four jobs because I also um, have to be teaching on call at least six days a year. So, I mean, that's not, that's six days. That's why I don't really count it, but it is an extra thing that I should be doing. Anyway, so all of that kind of started in September and I got just extremely overwhelmed (laughs) is kind of the best way to put it. And so the fact that we're talking about kind of what to do in that situation is perfect because I am fresh out of that. Uh, I feel like October is a fresh start for me. So uh, I can kind of talk through what I did, what I did not do well, (laughs) and uh, what I would recommend. So there's lots of different things that could happen. I mean, in life, right? Lots of things just kind of get thrown your way. I always kind of feel like when life is starting to feel good and everything's great, you know, you've got a new job, you're making enough money, you, I don't know, you have somebody that you love in your life, you are doing activities that you love, you feel set up. I always, and I don't mean to be like, I don't try, I don't mean to scare or anything, but every time I'm in that spot in my life, I'm like, something's going to happen. Like, I know something's about to happen. <laughs> and that did happen for me. And it was that it, I mean, it was a, it's a good thing, but also like a stressful thing for me. So I was feeling pretty good. Like I got a new job. I'm out of the job that I wasn't feeling super passionate about. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about my business. You know, I started this podcast. I'm feeling passionate. People are responding. Like I'm really excited. Um, my fiance and I are, had a great summer. Like, you know, everything was great. And then my sister has been engaged since like March. I think, or April. Um, and she told me that they're getting married in India, which is amazing and exciting. However, it means that my fiance and I are now having to save for that, which is next year and our wedding, which is in two years. And it's just a lot. So it was kind of like dropping a bomb on us. I know she didn't mean it that way. We've had a whole conversation, so it's fine. I'm not going to get into it here, but basically it was like, Oh crap, we need to get our shit together. And so that was already a lot. That was, um, I can't remember if that, if that was September or August, to be honest. Every September just kind of flew by for me. I don't remember everything. But what I mean is that is one type of curveball, like a financial bomb, <laughs> basically. Or it could be you've lost a job. That happened with Grady a few years ago. The, the place where he was working went under and he lost his job. And it was 
it was pretty awful. It was also around the exact same time that one of my cousins who I grew up with passed away. Um, tragically, he was 28 years old. Like it was horrible. Um, it happened at the same time. Um, this year in June, um, another family member passed away. And so, you know, losing someone, losing a job, those things are all huge shocks and they can be like major curveballs and it just can cause everything to go out the window, right? If you've got a routine, routine's gone. Um, all of a sudden you have financial strain, you have to go traveling, like everything gets messed up, right? Um, another kind of curveball that I'm going to include here, it's probably not considered like a curveball to most people, but to me it is. And that would be taking on too much because it happens slowly, at least for me. And I'm someone who loves having lots of things going on at once. Um, so you take on one thing, maybe you start like a, so I'm in dodgeball, for example, once a week I play dodgeball. So say you sign up for an activity like that once a week. And then you're like, Hey, maybe I should also sign up for this thing with my friends. You sign up for two things a week. And then you're like, Hey, I'm going to also try to, um, start a side gig. So you start a side gig and you're like, okay, I've got these three things that I'm managing plus my real job. And it just like slowly happens. And then all of a sudden you have kind of like the pressures of like, okay, you should be visiting your family. You want to work on your friendship. So you want to see your friends more often. You maybe have a significant other. So you're trying to make time for them and you barely have time for yourself. So like, oh my God, you've taken on way too much. That moment when you realize, holy shit, I can't, this is a lot. That is what I would call a curveball. That's a big moment. And that happened to me last month as well, because I've got, you know, three jobs going on. I have a relationship. I have myself. I have my family, my friends. And basically what September was for me was I hardly had a moment to myself, let alone a moment with my fiance. We hardly had time for just each other, like at all, because we have been prioritizing over the past year, like, making new friends and building relationships because, you know, a year ago we didn't have very many friends. We spent the last few months of 2018, like very isolated, just kind of in our own home. And it was miserable. We also didn't like the home we were in. And I, that was when I first got very depressed. So I was not the most positive person for Grady and, you know, like it was just, it was awful. And so come January, we were like, we are going to start doing stuff. So we joined a dodgeball league and that's where we met a bunch of our friends and we've kind of, you know, grown from there. But September was when everybody came back from their summer vacations because I found it actually kind of hard to meet up with friends in the summer because a lot of them were away at different times. So September, everybody's back. So we're like, okay, we're going to go meet with all our friends. And we just never had a moment for ourselves. And so I also like having just started a new job on August 14th, September, um, the, the company has like a really long, um, training program. It's amazing. I felt super prepared, but by the end of September, it was like two weeks into me out of training. And I just had too much going on in my mind. Like I knew that I wasn't working as well as I could. So I just burnt out and I took a day off. So the first thing that I would recommend, if you're feeling any of those things, like if you've lost someone close to you, if you've lost a job, if you've been taking on too much, if for whatever reason you're feeling extremely overwhelmed, there's another reason that a curveball has been thrown at you. Like maybe you've gotten really sick or like, I don't know, there's so many different things that could have happened. I don't want to list horrible things here, but Here's what I would recommend for when this happens, when you've got one curveball that you're handling or you get multiple thrown at you, just like I had when my cousin passed away and then Grady also lost his job. In any of these situations, 
you're feeling unstable and like you don't have control over anything. Like just you're going to walk around and be like, I, nothing matters right now. <laughs> like literally anything could happen and you're mentally unstable. So what I would recommend is taking a break. Even if you don't get paid for a day off, take a day off. I'm really lucky in that now with my new job, I do get a number of days that I can take off that are paid, which is great. But I also remember when I was teaching on call, I didn't have that. And yet I still took days off. You take a pay cut. However, when you're back to work, like, and you've taken a full like personal day not to clean the house, not to run errands. You're staying at home. You can veg out if that's what you want. You can do yoga. You can read like whatever it is that makes you feel refreshed, like play video games all day. I don't care. The day that you go back to work, you are going to feel more grounded. You're going to do a better job at your work and you're generally just going to feel more stable. So, you know, take the pay cut so that you don't have to take a week off later, which has happened to my partner, by the way, because he, he knows he doesn't get paid for days off. So he gets really stressed about taking a day off. It's hard, especially right now we're trying to save a lot of money, but when he doesn't, then later on he gets really sick and he has to take multiple days off because he injures himself at work or, you know, he's just been going too long and he was more susceptible to some kind of, I don't know, flu or whatever. Then he's lost more income. So what I'm saying is just, take it now. One or two days. That's it. That's all you have to do. What I did, I took a day and I did the thing I just said not to do was I did a bunch of errands. So I took another day and I was like, okay, I'm not doing anything today. And I felt so much better. Like literally one day where I did nothing. (laughs) I like, I'm pretty sure I watched Netflix like all day. I did some stretching. I like went for a walk, listened to podcasts. Like that's all I did. I didn't even do the dishes. I didn't do any laundry. Like I didn't do anything. But now I'm feeling way more refreshed. So this was exactly a week ago, Thursday and Friday last week. I didn't work this week. I worked through the whole week. I even did overtime on Tuesday and I'm feeling much better. If I hadn't taken that day off, I don't know how I would have survived like doing overtime, (laughs) but yeah, like it's important to take care of yourself when this happens. And I mean, especially if you don't think you need it, take it. I'm one of those people who's like that, who will just keep working, even though, you know, something terrible happened. So like last year when my cousin passed away, I was in a tough spot because I had accepted a job that was two days in a row at a school. And, uh, back at the school board that I was working at, if you'd worked two days in a row, you got paid extra kind of, um, as a teacher. It's not the case here in Vancouver. I mean, Burnaby, um, I'm in Vancouver. I work in Burnaby anyway. Um, So I felt like I had to take it because I didn't, I needed that extra income and it's really bad to kind of cancel right before for a job that's two days long. Like I knew it wouldn't look very good and I'd be letting people down. So I, I went to work the next day. Like I found out in the middle of the night that my cousin had passed away. I was a a huge mess in the morning. I went to work and I was not in a state to be working. Like it was, I shouldn't have. Um, but I went, I like cried at recess And at lunchtime, while the kids were gone, I would just like sit in the room and cry like (laughs) both days. And it was not, it was a tough, um, situation too, because it was a school that was, you know, situated where the socioeconomic situation is not amazing. A lot of the kids are from families who are dealing with like insane problems where like they're not getting fed enough at home, like things like that. And so 
I mean, it was a challenging class to be teaching and I was not in the state to handle it like I normally would. I've I've worked with kids like that all the time. It's amazing. I love working with students who really, really need you. But on that day, I was not in the right headspace and I just needed a day off. I ended up taking the rest of the week. But I mean, don't subject yourself to that if you don't have to. Take it from me. <laughs> okay, number two, try to find some humor even if you can't find humor in the situation you're in right now, something I find tends to happen. There's always something that, that will happen in a moment. Like something terrible could happen. And then like, I don't know, you trip or you, your cat does something funny or your baby does a cute laugh. Like something so small that kind of shows you there's still some joy left in the world. It can be, it can be a very weird feeling. Um, I know that when someone passes away and then something funny happens, it feels really weird sometimes to be laughing. Cause you're like, man, the world's just moving on without this person. And that's really hard. I mean, it also, I mean, grief is, is different. It, everyone is different about it, but I still recommend, you know, watch a funny movie or a funny show. Um, when I, I, a few years ago, uh, Grady left for like a conference for a week and I was just this massive mess because this was like fresh around the time that I realized I'd been sexually assaulted and I, I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't feel safe. I was like terrified. I had a panic attack. It was awful. Um, and so I like fell apart that entire week. I didn't work. I, I <laughs> watched Mindy, um, the Mindy, the Mindy project, I think is what it's called. Oh my gosh. I haven't watched it in so long with Mindy Kaling. Um, it's not, it would, it would never have been a show I would have normally watched, but like I needed it at that time, like in that humor and like the silly drama, I literally sat on my couch and ate ice cream out of like the thingy. I don't know what it's called, the pint container. And I'm not a person who eats when I don't feel good. I'm someone who doesn't eat. And so this was like everything about what was going on in me just like broke. And that's how I survived was a funny show. <laughs> like legit, that's what happens to me. Um, Recently, we watched Kim's Convenience, which is amazing. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's about um, a Canadian Korean family um, and they own a convenience store and just kind of like what their life is about. And like the two parents are um, like from Korea and the two kids are like Canadian born. And it's like about this, they really tackle a lot of cool topics. They'll tackle like what it's like to be like, Korean Canadian as opposed to being Canadian, like the identity problem. There's lots of like nuances to the show, but it's hilarious. I recommend watching that if you're feeling kind of down. It's like 20 minutes, really funny. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is another one that I've watched when I've been feeling down. It is amazing. Um, read a really light, fun book, not something super intense. Listen to a funny podcast. There are so many out there. Um, just find something light to do. This has actually been something that um, my doctor recommended when I was feeling really down. And she said that watching something light and funny is easier for your brain to process basically. So when your brain is like overwhelmed, it's much easier to process something light and funny and it makes you feel better. Um, and I mean the, the, I forget what it's called. It's like a laughing hormone that actually makes you feel better. So if you could, I mean, I know it can be very hard to laugh when you're feeling down, but sometimes even if you just watch it and you feel the feeling and you don't actually laugh, that's enough. Um, that's the strategy that I've used when I'm feeling down. And I mean, depression isn't even feeling 
down. It can be just not feeling anything. Um, and yet I still find that these shows help me personally. So that's kind of tip number two. Number three is to reach out to your support network or work on building it. This is something we talked about in episode five, the last episode. Um, I recommend making a list of friends to reach out to weekly. Just say, Hey, how are you? What's happening in your life? You know, like just a little catch up. Um, I found an app recently. Um, a friend recommended it. It's called Marco Polo. It's kind of a newish app. It reminds me of Snapchat, but what's kind of nice about it is you can send video messages Um, and then it'll notify you on your phone, like, Hey, this person's talking to you. So if you have a moment, you can actually hop on right there. And it's like a video call. Basically, um, you can respond, you can send like emojis and stuff to each other. Or if you're not able to watch it at the time, you can go back and watch it later. So you can send each other like video messages. It's like, you're talking to each other. Um, like I said, it is similar to Snapchat, but I like it better because you can actually create groups in it. So if you have like a group of friends who you're really close with, you can send each other messages, uh, video messages that way. So that's something that's an option. Um, or you could just send a voice message. Just one time I was feeling really stressed about wedding stuff. And so I sent a voice message to my best friend cause I just had to get it out. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to talk to her on the phone that day. So I was like, I'm going to send you a voice message. I went to the voice or the like, I forget what it's called, like voice recordings app on my iPhone. I just like vented, sent it to her via like iMessage and then she listened to it later. And then we could talk about it. And she really liked it too, because it's like a really nice way to connect, to like hear your friend's voice. Um, So, you know, reach out to your friends. If you have people that you can talk to, like, oh my God, it makes such a big difference just to be like, I am overwhelmed. This is too much. Can you just come over? We'll watch Netflix and like drink wine. (laughs) Like literally just having someone with you um, to validate your feelings and talk things out. It makes such a big difference. Sometimes I can be very... Um, isolated when I'm feeling overwhelmed because I don't want to tell anybody that I'm feeling, you know, like socially anxious or I don't want to be like, um, you know, I want to hang out with you, but like only you, like, please don't invite me to events with lots of people. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's, I feel this guilt about it, but I think it's okay to be honest. So if you reach out to a friend and you're like, Hey, do you want to go for coffee? Do you want to grab a drink? Whatever. And this friend's like, Hey, can I bring this person? Or I'm going to bring like, we should all get together. You could be like, I actually just really need this one-on-one time with you. And I'd be happy to do that kind of another time. Your friend is going to get it. Like all of us sometimes just need one-on-one time. So don't feel bad. Take something out of a book that's not mine and actually do that. <laughs> I am working on that. I have um, a friend who tends to invite me to stuff and I think that certain people are going and then I show up and it's not those people at all. And I'm like, I, I literally only came because I wanted to see you and these are the people and they're not here. And now I just, I want to leave. <laughs> and I, I, like, I feel bad for feeling that way. So this is something that I'm working on because you should not feel bad about that. You're allowed to want to hang out with certain people. Um, but like I was saying, part of this issue is September was just overwhelming for me. I wasn't ready to go out and meet a whole bunch of new people. I just wanted to be around my people. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you just need to be honest about that and say, Hey, I'm feeling really stressed right now. I actually just want to hang out with you. Boom. We can work on that together. (laughs) Okay. Um, number four, get outside. So I totally get if you would rather like curl up in a ball and stay inside forever. Cause that's that's what happens to me. I'm very like, I don't want to go outside when I'm feeling horrible, but get out there, go out into the world, literally just go for a walk and like, listen to a podcast. Maybe you're doing that right now. That's awesome. Go for a walk and like, 
do something else. You know, like you don't have to be thinking about all the issues that you're dealing with. You could be playing Wizards Unite, <laughs> which I think I mentioned in the first episode. I am still obsessed with that. Um, you know, go out for a walk, visit your library, like go sightseeing <laughs> on your own. Like just go get outside because I mean, it's kind of like embracing your new reality. Like whatever happened is awful, but if you can actually get out there and face the world anonymously kind of like just on your own, it 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 does make you feel better. I don't know what it is. And it also gives you time like if you're in a situation where you're dealing with grief, you can talk to that person. Just put on your earbuds talk to them. You know, like if that makes you feel better, do it. It'll just look like you're on a phone call. Do whatever you got to do. Um, I mean, if you're feeling overwhelmed, taking the space to just get out for a walk and not do anything, like don't listen to a podcast. That's amazing too. I actually found that like last month I got a little too overwhelmed and I, I couldn't take in more information. So I, I wasn't listening to podcasts, which is like my go-to when I go for a walk. Um, well I wasn't listening to like informative podcast, even like this one. It's not like super informative. It's just hanging out and chatting, but like I wasn't ready for that. So what I listened to was actually called The Walk. It's like a story that you're part of when you're walking around, essentially. It's really cool, actually. You should check it out. I don't know how to describe it without making it sound terrible, so just go look up The Walk. Um, I only listen to it for... I only listen to it when I am going for a walk because it literally is kind of like a story that has to happen while you're walking. I'm not going to say anymore. Just go listen to it. That's the only thing I would listen to. Um, But yeah, like get outside, even if it's not sunny. Like here, part of my struggle is like when it's rainy and miserable, I don't want to go outside. Like it looks like shit. Like why would I subject myself to that? But it's important. Get out for like 15 minutes even. Like just do that or, you know, go to a mall, walk around there. Like just get out of your home because it can feel very – entrapping to be stuck in your little world where everything's happening and it's horrible. If you can just go out in the world and see like a beautiful flower or an adorable dog or, you know, a pretty bird or something like you can see there's other things in the world that are not so bad. Number five is journal. So you can get it out. Um, this is actually something that I'm working on as well. Um, I was talking to my personal trainer who like is a temporary personal trainer. I'm not like rich enough to just have a personal trainer all the time. But um, she showed me, she has this awesome system where like she has a journal for every year where she records all of her goals um, for the year, including like financial goals, personal goals, like deep personal goals, um, travel goals. And she has like a list of everywhere she wants to travel to. And then she has this like self-love challenge where every day you write one thing that you love about yourself or one thing that you like about yourself. And I have not been successful at doing it every day, but I love the idea of it because we can be very self-critical. Another one that she does is writing out your achievements for the year. So I, I had really high hopes for this year and I kind of crashed and burned to be honest, because my mental health took such a huge hit. I had to focus on my mental health. 2019 was mental health year for me. So I kind of took a step back from those big goals I had and I just took care of myself. Um, and I felt like I didn't accomplish anything this whole year. So what I did was I wrote out everything and I couldn't believe that I actually accomplished a lot. So if you feel like, you know, you haven't done anything this whole year, I highly recommend actually going back and looking at like, what were you doing in January? If you have a planner or an app where you track like the different activities that you're doing, look at it and actually go through and be like, okay, what, what was I actually doing in this month? Because when I did that, I, 
I kind of realized that, yeah, there are a lot of things that I did. So I started therapy. I started going to dodgeball. I've made a whole bunch of new friends. I prioritize my friendships. Um, Grady and I went on a road trip. Like there's so many things that maybe aren't considered accomplishments in like a professional way. Like I didn't hit a like business goal or something like that, but there's other things that I did that were really important that I did accomplish. So I highly recommend doing that just to kind of give yourself a boost about like progress in life. Um, but journaling can also be just, just venting. Like it doesn't have to be, um, like this structured thing. It could just be like, okay, I am upset right now and I need to write about it. Or you could just, you know, do a voice message for yourself and like record it or not even just like go outside and vent, put your earphones in and like walk, go for a walk and just fucking vent. You know what I mean? Like you just need to get your feelings out because it's very cathartic. Number six is to work on an emergency fund for a future emergency. So things like this happen, they tend to cost money depending on what it is. So for us, the big curveball was, oh, I want to go to my sister's wedding in India. That's going to cost us a lot of money. We've also been in situations where, you know, we had a flat tire, took the vehicle in and found out that all of the tires needed to be replaced, which obviously costs a lot of money. Or, you know, maybe something awful's happened with family and you need to fly home or someone's been injured and now you have like a huge surgery or something that you have to deal with. You know, lots of things will cost you a lot of money. There's been situations where like we would have been screwed if I didn't have money saved. Um, recently we had to take matrix to the vet and he had to get testing done and that cost extra money. So I had to use our emergency fund. Um, an emergency fund doesn't have to be a ton of money. It could literally be like $200, but I do recommend getting it up to a thousand. Um, and put it in your savings account so it's not sitting there uselessly in your checkings account. Just have an emergency fund for a savings account. Um, I'd also recommend having um, some buffer money in your checking account. Again, it could just be a couple hundred dollars. Um, maybe it's three weeks to a month's worth of income. Whatever you want it to be, just have some kind of buffer so that if a bill goes through and you didn't get paid as much as you thought, you're not going to get overdraft charges, which can be ridiculous. Um, I'd also say like, stretch goal. You want to have three to six months of, um, like income, I guess in your emergency fund, like enough to cover all of your expenses for three to six months. If something awful were to happen, that's like in an ideal world, that's definitely not happening to me right now. And I'm sorry if you live in Vancouver, cause that's really hard to do in Vancouver as well. Um, but I do recommend that if you want more help financially, um, I'm going to give you kind of a little, um, a little knowledge is not what I meant a little update on kind of what I've been working on as an offer. But before we do that, I'd like to just recap what we've talked about this episode. So when life throws you really terrible curveballs, this is what you can do. Number one, take a break, take care of yourself, regardless of whether you think you need a break, take it. Number two, find humor, watch a funny movie or a show like Mindy or Kim's Convenience, read a funny book, listen to a funny podcast, podcast, do something light, just take your mind off of what's going on. Number three, reach out to your support network or work on building it. Reach out to your friends, send a voice message, go on Marco Polo and like vent to your friends. Um, text them and, you know, say that you want to hang out with just them one-on-one -on -one, just so you can have some time to chat. Number four, get outside. This could be kind of combined with number three where you are chatting with a friend and you're going to meet them somewhere, or you can literally just go for a walk and be alone and think about your own thoughts. Number five, journal. Get your feelings out so that you're not internalizing everything. Number six, start working on an emergency fund for the next time this happens because you know, life is full of curveballs. I was going to say lemons and then I didn't. Anyway, 
So if you do want more help financially, you can actually book a one-on-one session with me now. So I have launched the budget wizardry program, which I am super excited about. And I hope you are too. Um, because basically what it is, is it's a one hour session with me where we will go through your goals. We're going to assess kind of where you are right now. And then we're going to go through what your goals are and kind of strategies to get you there. We're going to help you create a budget that actually works for you as opposed to all the restrictive budgeting that you see out there on the internet. Um, and we're going to find ways to help you reach your goals over time, strategically and systematically and long term. So we're not going to be being like, okay, you're going to cut everything now. That's not what we're doing. Um, We're also going to give you a lovely workbook that will keep you going after our one hour call. You'll get unlimited email access to me for the first month. And then after that, you'll have to book more time with me, which we can talk about later. But if you want to find out more about that, you can go to the link in my bio where it says Linktree slash white and scarlet. Click on that and then just scroll down to budget wizardry. All the info's there. You can book directly without even looking because you're sold already. Just go to at flight and scarlet on Instagram and click the book button. Or you can just email me or send me a quick message as a voice message. Just be like, hey girl, I am ready for this. What do I do? And I'll let you know. If you enjoy the podcast, please go over to iTunes and leave a quick review for me. It can literally just be like clicking the stars that you want. You don't even have to leave sentences if you don't want to. I get it. Um, Although if you do, I will love you even more because I really love reading those messages. Um, It just lets other people know that we are a lovely little community over here um, in a podcast world and it will show other women out there who are looking for some help that we are here for them to give them some guidance. And if you have, again, a question or a topic that you'd love to hear, please let me know. You can hit record and send me a voice memo using the link in the show notes or discussing a topic. You can just be like, hey girl, I want you to talk about this. Or you can just email me a voice memo and send me your questions to sarita at flightandscarlet.com. Or again, hit the contact button on my Instagram at flight and scarlet. I should mention, I will leave a link to the budget wizardry page in the show notes as well. And next week, we are actually, well, maybe I shouldn't even say next week, the next episode will definitely be about finances. We're going to get into just the basics of like what I do to manage my finances. So you get an idea of what I'm about when it comes to finances. Something I'm loving lately is the messages I'm getting from you lovely people. So this episode, I actually wanted to feature a voice message that I got from one of you awesome people. Hello. Hi, this is Jay Siobhan. Wow. I, your podcast that came at a a great time because I listened to the one about emotional abuse and that's something I've been trying to recover from. I didn't. I did not know that that's what because it because you're right it sounds really extreme because when you hear the word abuse it's not a good thing and you don't really want it to come from someone you love like you said because I've had someone in my life that I truly care about a family member and that's exactly what I've been going through everything that you describe I'm like wow but I'm trying to find my voice again. I'm trying to get back out there and be strong and how to, um, you know, set boundaries. So this was a very helpful podcast episode. And I want to thank you. 
Thank you, Jay Siobhan, for leaving me that message. That was heartwarming. I, when I first got that message, I, I like couldn't even believe it, honestly. Sometimes it blows me away that y'all like what I say. Um, so if you want to be featured, you can go ahead and just send the voice message with the link in the show notes. You can also say in your voice message that you don't want to be in the show and I will not share it. Um, but just saying, love to hear from you. And if you have any ideas, please do share. Tell me what you want to hear. And I'll see you next episode.